Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. And that is right. You are listening to the 30-something movie podcast. I am your host, John Reed. Um, and I've got with me tonight, Pat Canigallo. Pat, are you there? Hey, hey, John. You are there. Excellent. All right. So we are uh, tonight. We're going to be talking about Can't Buy Me Love. And we're not talking the Beatles song. We are talking the movie from 1987 starring Patrick Dempsey. Um, but before we get to that, just a couple of things really quickly. Uh, we do want to let you know right off the bat here that we do spoil the events of the movies that we talk about. So um, we might even talk about stuff that's not related to. I mean, usually here at the beginning, we kind of we, we banter a little bit back and forth. But mm-hmm. uh, we might give away some stuff. So this is a spoiler-filled movie podcast. Yeah. Um, just be aware of that as you're listening. We, we don't want that to make anybody, you know, run away screaming, but um, just so you're aware, we do tend to spoil the uh, events of movies that we talk about. And sometimes we are all over the place in terms of movies that we're talking about. So got it. be aware of that. We will spoil movies. If you start to hear us mention the name of a movie you haven't seen yet and you're like, no, 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 don't talk. Feel free to go ahead and hit the pause button and, and, and right. go back later. That's okay. right. All right. So this time around, I don't know that I have a whole lot of new movie news um, to share with everybody. And we've got a whole bunch of movies that are coming up um, in the next couple of weeks or so. We've got the the disaster artists we're going to be going to see. And then we've got The Last Jedi coming out uh, later on in, in just like a couple of weeks or so uh, from the time that this episode cool. is airing. So we got a lot of stuff coming out, but I think we're kind of in that time now where the new movie news is kind of it's maybe on the quiet front because they don't want to be giving away uh, anything that's going to be happening in these movies that are coming out uh, right here uh, just in the next couple of weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of, we're a little quiet on the new movie news front. And I know as soon as I say that, and as soon as I edit this episode together, something huge is going to come out. Um, mm-hmm. Too bad. So, um, but the one thing I did want to do is I wasn't a hundred percent sure that we were going to get a chance to do a, uh, 1987 year in review episode. I was kind of thinking about, you know, maybe we could try to do that before the end of the year. I'm not a hundred percent sure given our schedules and everything that we're going to get around to that. So what I thought was this time around, uh, and next year I'd like to kind of throw some of these in, like, so we do a little bit every episode so we can like throw in some stuff from 1988, uh, you know, in each of our episodes that we do maybe. Sure. Mention one or two things here or there and then just kind of comment on it. But uh, this time around for our new movie news section, I was going to kind of preempt that and, and just mention some of the stuff that happened in 87. So if anybody else wants to, you know, chime in uh, before we reach the end of the year here and, and comment on any of this, feel free to do it. But um, yeah. so I'm just gonna run down a list of, of some stuff from 87 and, and Pat, feel free to comment as you, uh, as you feel led and we'll go right. from there. Got it. So I got a couple things here. 1987 in comic books. So we had uh, 86 in comics was actually a pretty big year um, okay. last year. And we actually had a couple of episodes, to two or three episodes last year that we talked about uh, comic books from 1986. Because you had the big uh, Superman Man of Steel miniseries. You had the Watchmen series. Um, you had a lot of like the Dark Knight, the Batman stuff that's kind of shaped Batman for the last 30 years. Um, right. So Comic books in 1987, you actually had two pretty big events happening. Uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Um, okay. I, that's a spoiler for anybody that doesn't know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Um, okay. In 1987, that's when Peter Parker actually married his girlfriend, Mary Jane. Oh, well, that's cool. So, and they were married for a good long time in the comics. And I, again, I don't read Marvel comics as much anymore. I used to, but um, I believe within the last few years, they made a change to the comic book continuity and they are no longer married. Okay. But maybe they've gone back to being married again. I don't know. Things have been changing over the last few years and I have not kept up with a lot of the more recent Marvel comics. So apparently that was undone a few years ago. 
Not sure if it was redone. It was, it was undone. So, uh, so they may or may not still be married. Um, the other thing from 87 in comics was the comic book, Batman year one. Have you ever read Batman year one, year one? Shoot me the events. What happens in Batman year one? Yeah, it's basically the, it's basically the story of Batman's first year. And it was done by, you know, Frank Miller did the dark Knight returns, which is a very dark take on the future of Batman when he's kind of old and should be in retirement. And, and, you know, he's going to kill himself if he keeps going this way. And he's, he's is is that the, is that like when he's got like the bat patrol and he has like the armored suit and he gets into the fight with Superman or is that a different? Yeah. The, yeah. When he's got the, you know, the, he beats up on all the, the mutants and he's got the female, uh, Robin with him. Right. Uh, Carrie, Carrie, I think was her name. Um, but yeah, he's got the female Robin and he's a much older man and he's, you know, the, the uh, Gotham is kind of being taken over by this gang of mutants and he okay. has the fight with Superman at the end. And yeah. 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 So that's dark Knight returns. So dark Knight returns was, was 1986 and that was Frank Miller and, and kind of his big take on, you know, this is, this is Batman in his later years, like Batman when he probably should be retired and he probably should be giving everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman Year One was in, uh, I think it was four, I want to say four episodes in the Batman comic book in 1987, and it was meant okay. to be going back and retelling Batman's first year. Okay. So it's it's Batman brand new, like just as he's putting on the costume, even before he puts on the costume, you know, his attempts at being a crime fighter before he comes up with the idea for being Batman. Okay. Um, and it also kind of tells the story. It's it's a little bit. It's almost like a half Batman story and a half uh, James Gordon story, because okay. it's supposed to be commissioner. Well, he's not commissioner. He's just a, a police officer at that point. Um, that he was just transferred from Gotham. I think he was in Chicago. Okay, and he was transferred to Gotham. And so it's kind of it's simultaneously telling his story as a cop in Gotham and, and realizing that he's come into this, you know, very corrupt, very crooked town. And then at the same time, he has shown up in town all of a sudden, a new character called Batman, uh, who has showed up in town as well. Now, let me ask you so, this. Is this where Bruce is remembering, like, didn't his, didn't his dad dress as a Batman thing for a Halloween costume? And when he first goes out as Batman, he's putting on his dad's Halloween costume? Was that in Batman Year One, or am I thinking of something else? Hmm. You know what? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, it's possible. That's a good question. I don't remember. I, it's, been, it's actually been a little while since I read this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I, I mean, I know that was in that was in a Batman story somewhere. Um, okay. But yeah, well, I'm going to go back and look at it. I'm pretty certain I own it. So. Yeah. Well, needless to say, we don't need to listen to the podcast of Patcoin. I think I remember that. Was that the one with the guy in the place with the, the you know, but I do remember when year one came out and I'm pretty sure I read it. Cause my buddy, Kevin probably was like, dude, you got to check this out. You know? So there's some, there's some pretty close ties now very, very loosely, but there's some pretty close ties. I mean, you can tell that the original Batman begins uh, movie, right? Was, I don't say borrowing from, but it was, you know, it was definitely influenced by Batman year one. Okay. You know, even some of the characters like Carmine Falcone and, uh, you know, some of those people, definitely those are, you know, those are guys that are showing up in uh, mm-hmm. Batman Year One, and then they're also showing up in Batman Begins, so. Okay. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you've got, uh, you've got um, Officer Gordon is dealing with, he's got a really corrupt partner, and that's kind of an interesting side of the story, too, so. Um, a really good comic. In fact, I like that one better than Dark Knight Returns. I Dark Knight Returns, I I will read and I enjoy, but if I'm going to reread something over and over and over again, Batman Year One um, is actually, okay. in my opinion, it's it's a much better story. Um, you know, it's a, a little Got less, it. it's a little less dark. You know, still he's just now becoming Batman. It's a little more hopeful. Um, but yeah, so if anybody out there has not read it, you know, this one is this one's a lot of fun. So cool. Um, they also did like a Batman year two and uh, they've done some other ones since then to kind of, kind of follow along that, that timeline. 
Um, but you know, just kind of fun to see. Cause sometimes we, we get Batman stories, particularly in the comics where Batman is just this amazing character that can never do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's always got a solution for every problem that could possibly come along. Some things in his belt, you know, it's, it's what the TV show, the old TV show used to joke about was, Oh, you got a shark. Well, let's you know, grab me the, uh, Bat Bat shark belt. um, you know, so sometimes that that's the image you get of Batman, but in this story, he's just starting out, you know, he makes several mistakes that should probably get him killed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he just, it's almost through some of it is through skill, but some of it is just through like dumb luck. And, and some of it is through having, uh, you know, James Gordon there with him as a partner that that's the only reason Batman lives through certain things that happen in this comic. So, okay. It was, it was just kind of fun to see a take on that, like to see, to see the early year of, of him becoming what would, what would ultimately be the Batman. Cool. They, they did a, they did an animated version of this too. Um, Let's see. Uh, it was 2011. Yeah. Uh, 2011. Um, yeah. Brian Cranston from um, Breaking Bad played James Gordon. Okay. And a whole bunch of other, you know, more famous actors played some of the voices in it. But uh, yeah, I, I remember watching the animated movie too, and it was pretty good. So, you know, if you've, if you've read the comic, go check out the animated movie. If you don't have time to read the comic, go check out the animated movie. If you've mm-hmm. got time to read the comic, read the comic because it's really good. Cool. But yeah. So, yeah. So that was, uh, that was 87 was the Batman year one came out. Uh, I've got a couple things near 87 in TV. Um, as of 1987, price is right in the longest running daytime game show in history. Oh, geez. The price is right. And actually it's funny that that should come up as, as something we're mentioning right now. One of the actors in this movie in by me love uh, it, I think is still the current from 2010 to 2017 is the announcer for the Price is Right. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the guy that played was the guy that played uh, Cindy's boyfriend, Bobby. Okay. I think he's the current. If that's the, if I'm thinking of the right person, I think he's the current announcer for and has been for the last seven years uh, of uh, Price is Right. Got it. Uh, let's see. Fox debuts the TV show Married with Children. Okay. And the Tracy Ullman show. All right. I'm not as familiar with that one. That means that by default, 1987 is also the first year that the Simpsons came out because they were originally that little, that little uh, short cartoon in between commercials uh, on the Tracy Ullman show. Oh my gosh. 87 for the Simpsons. Yeah. Where has the time gone? So uh, another one, 87 TV, Dick Clark's American bandstand was broadcast for the last time in 1987 uh, okay. in, let's see. The beginning of September was broadcast for the last time. American Bandstand had run two thousand seven hundred and fifty-one episodes. Jeez. And I actually they mentioned American Bandstand in this movie too. So see, there's a lot of there's a lot of tie-in here. Yeah, it's a good, it's um, a good bit. Here's uh, here's some 1987 TV debuts. So these are TV shows that started in 1987. Did you ever watch Unsolved Mysteries? Oh yeah, I remember Unsolved Mysteries with uh, that, that with, TV uh, show terrified me. Oh yeah, the yeah. creepy it's, music and you always the, you're waiting now. for some. Well, yeah, you're waiting for some psychopath to come jumping out of your bushes. Well, and that, and they would do, and and those I could handle. Like when it was a story of like a serial killer or something like that. You know, apparently yeah. as a child I could handle the the murder mysteries. But then they would go into the ones that's like it's a you know it's a ghost haunting a house, and I was like, okay, nope, not watching this one. Yeah, I turned when that they, one off. They would do so. like the the ghosts and the alien abductions, and I was like, nope, no, 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 I'm done. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, so even now, if I hear that music, even now, it just yeah, it just uh, it, it, it chills. Yeah, no kidding. And Ultra Magnus hosted that, right? Yeah. Cool. He'd be yeah. walking around in a uh, trench coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, that'd scare the, the Jesus out of you. I know. Um, let's see. Also, Max Headroom. You remember Max Headroom? I remember Max Headroom. Max Headroom debuted in 1987. Uh, the TV show. Now, I really didn't watch this one very much. I did on occasion, but uh, 21 Jump Street. Did you ever watch that one? I knew of it. Okay. I never really watched it. Yeah, early, early stuff. Um, let's see. There was My Two Dads. There was Full House. 
Okay. Uh, there was the Beauty and the Beast TV show. Did you ever watch that one? No. I remember watching that one here and there. It was, um, Ron Perlman played the Beast, and Linda Hamilton played Beauty. Oh, jeez. And it was like a, it was set in yes. times, and, like he lived yes. in the sewers, and yeah. No, I do remember the Beauty and the Beast show. Yeah. I maybe watched three minutes of it, but I do remember it. I remember watching it every once in a while, like not not sticking with it, not watching it religiously, but just every once in a while. I remember catching an episode here and there. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, another one that actually has just come back this year, and uh, my kids have been watching it on the Disney XD channel. Is uh, Ducktales started in eighty? Ducktales. Hmm. Yeah. So I am. I was very excited to uh, to wake up the other morning and hear my daughter singing the song, which they're still using the same. Is it theme. new? Du- is it new Ducktales? Is it redone, or are they watching the original? No, it's redone. Okay. Yes. What do you think? Jason was kind of iffy on it. He wasn't a big fan of the redo. On the new one? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fun. You think it's good? All right, cool. Oh, yeah. I watched I watched a few episodes with him. It's it's fun. I mean, you know, we're we're always going to love the one. It'd be like if they brought out a new uh, He-Man cartoon. Right. You know, I, there was a new He-Man cartoon a few years ago, and I watched a few episodes of it with John Ezra when he was little, and I was like, ah, you know what? This is actually pretty cool. Do I like it better than old He-Man? No. Okay. But I'm fine with it. I mean, it's more is better okay i get you Some, i get you yeah but uh yeah no it's 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 pretty good so i mean if you uh i don't know if your kids uh if your kids like the disney characters or if you think they would like the ducktales type stories of like you know adventures and mysteries and things like that then might be a good one to yeah to check out with them. cool uh let's see. So i already mentioned the my two dads in the full house um uh, 30 something, you know, uh, the names, I guess the namesake of our podcast, um, mm-hmm. never watched it because obviously I was seven and I didn't care about 30 somethings at that time. Yeah. I remember that name. Yeah. Uh, my, I remember my parents watching it. So, okay. I mean, and they would have been 30 something in 1987. So, um, let's see another one. Oh, we did an entire episode on this. Um, uh, earlier actually two episodes on this earlier in the year star trek the next generation oh my gosh that's right jeez that was forever ago uh-huh all right we well i don't want to launch i don't want to launch into a in a four-hour discussion at this point so just yeah, no, no, no. yeah. see see our earlier episodes if you, yes. if you want to get into like a four-hour whatever it was like a four-hour discussion then yeah see earlier two episodes we did on uh Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. Um, all right. Last two I've got here for things that started in 87. The original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, what a great show that was. Watch that. Watch that. And I'm pretty certain I had almost every one of the trading cards collected. All right. That was the big thing at my school was, was collecting those trading cards for the cartoon. Okay. And I think I almost had the entire collection. And then they came out with like a second wave of, of brand new cards. And at that point, I was like, nope. I'm done. I give up. I'm done. I have done them. Uh, I, I did, can't give up. Did you read the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics as well, or just the cartoon? Not as a kid. I read them later on. Um, okay. You know, and I I didn't like them. I didn't like them as much as I liked the cartoon. Okay. So I think I think having the cartoon first. Uh, the comic was was a little bit more of a maybe a little darker, a little more serious take. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and since then I've read them and and I like them and they're fine. But I think just as a kid I was like, nah, this is not. I like the cartoon better. Got it. Yeah, got it. Uh, let's see, the only other one I've got here that debuted in '87 was Remote Control. Did you ever watch that game show on MTV? Mm-mm. The Remote Control game show. It was like uh, it was like one of the earliest things that Adam Sandler was in. Uh, Dennis Leary would show up every once in a while. Um. You know, it was meant to be, it was like one of the very first things that MTV did that had nothing to do with music. Okay. And, uh, and it was, they were like trivia questions for pop culture stuff, like movies, music. Um, you know, they would do like little skits. They would have a lot of comedians on. I think it ran something like four or five seasons, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like four or five seasons, I think. Um, but yeah, I remember watching that. I remember, uh, I remember seeing Adam Sandler. And, and, uh, can't talk. Adam That's Sandler on there, like one of the yeah. first things he did. All right. Um, so let's do. I've got a few other things from '87, but I'm going to leave those for another episode. Let's. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump on into our 
um, our, our talk here on Can't Buy Me Love. All right. And, uh, and we'll see uh, we'll see what you thought of this movie, because I know this is not necessarily your style of movie, and, and I got my own I got my own opinions on this one. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, right. We'll talk. We'll, yeah. we'll see what's, what's going on here. All right. So this one is Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, this came out on August 14th, 1987, rated PG-13. It was uh, one hour and 34 minutes. Directed by Steve Rash. He did The Buddy Holly Story and Son-in-Law. Count. Did Natural Born Killers and Bull Durham. Writer for this one was Michael Swerdlick. He did uh, episodes of Doogie Hauser, Who's the Boss, and Parker Lewis and Lose. Cinematography was done by Peter Lyons Collister. He did Mr. Deeds and Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Uh, music. Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo actually uh, was one of the very few movies I have fallen asleep in, in the movie theater. Okay. Yeah, but not necessarily a fan. Um, okay, music so you this put, one. But you fall asleep in movies that you don't like. I fall asleep in movies, right. period. You fall asleep in movies no matter what. Yeah, I fall asleep in movies that I like. Right. You, you know. I was about to say Logan. You didn't fall asleep in Logan. You fell asleep in The Wolverine. I did. I did. Um, uh, music for this one was done by Robert Folk. Did Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and The NeverEnding Story 2, as well as Police Academy. Uh, budget for this one, I don't know. Couldn't find it, but box office was $31.6 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Patrick Dempsey, who played Ronald Miller. He was in Fast Times, Grey's Anatomy, and Maid of Honor. Amanda Peterson, who died in 2015. She was only like 42 years old, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not very old. Uh, she played Cindy Mancini. She was in Explorers, Annie, and Listen to Me. Courtney Gaines played Kenneth Werman. He was in Back to the Future and Sweet Home Alabama. Tina Caspery played Barbara. She was in Mac and Me and Annie. Seth Green played Chucky Miller. He was uh, he helped create Robot Chicken. Uh, he was in the Austin Powers movies and in Family Guy. Sharon Farrell played Mrs. Mancini. She was in It's Alive and Night of the Comet. Darcy DeMoss played Patty. She was in Jason Lives, Friday the 13th Part 6, and Sharknado 3. Dennis Dugan played David Miller. He was in Happy Gilmore and The Howling. Chloe Smarrow played Judy Miller. She was in Rich and Famous and Christmas on Division Street. Devin DeVasquez played Iris. She was in House 2, The Second Story, and Toxic Avenger 4. Eric Bruscotter played Big John. He was in Amazing Stories, Quantum Leap, and Starship Troopers. Gerardo Mejia played Ricky. He was in Predator 2 and Colors. Court McCown played Quint. He was in Teen Wolf. And George Gray played Bobby Hilton. He was the host of The Weakest Link and the announcer for The Price is Right from 2010 to this year. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 50%. Audience gave it a 74%. Roger Ebert of the Sun-Times said, quote, it doesn't have a thought in its head and probably no notion of the corruption at its core. He gave it half a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen James of the New York Times said, the film thinks it wants to be sincere when all it truly wants is to be popular, just like the other kids' movies, so it sells off its originality. And she gave it two and a half stars. Uh, cinema score, there was no cinema score for this one. Awards, uh, won a Young Artist Award for Best Actor in a Comedy, Patrick Dempsey, and was nominated for Best Actress in a Comedy, Tina Kaspari and Amanda Peterson, and nominated for Best Family Comedy. All right, here's my 30-second my 30 30 summary here. Ronald Miller is a nerd who works hard and plays poker with his nerdy friends. He saved up money to buy a $1,000 telescope, but decides to use it for the high school version of prostitution when he notices that way out of his league, Cindy Mancini needs $1,000 to help replace a shirt she never should have borrowed from her mother. She agrees to rent herself out to Ronnie and turns him into a popular kid. Everything backfires when the secret comes out and it's back to the nerdy table at lunch for him. Finally, he defends a fellow nerd being threatened by a jock, mends all the wounds between high school cliques, and rides off into the sunset with Cindy on his riding lawnmower. Cindy Mancini and Ronald Miller live on the same street, but they're in totally different worlds. Wouldn't you like to be popular? Cindy's hot, Ronald's not, but he's got a plan that could change all that. I want to rent you. Rent me? Yeah. You pretend you like me, and we go out for just a few weeks. Just going out with me is not going to make you popular. Well, I have a thousand dollars. It says it will. Now, the biggest social transformation in history. No hand holding, no kissing, and I get my lunch hour off. Is about to begin. Okay, Donald, we're ready. Well, Cindy, one last thing. Yeah. My name is Ronald, not Donald. I think that's Ronald Miller. Didn't you like used to mow our lawn? Ronald's over in no man's land, and he's still alive. He's going from totally geek 
totally chic. Let's dance! To totally out of control. I have moves. All I ever did was think about you. Say yourself. Don't change, please. Me change? Never. It's the comedy that proves a thousand dollars can buy popularity, but it can't buy me love. It's such a such a heartbreaker. Okay, so if it wasn't abundantly clear uh, by some of the uh, dance routines that were in the movie, uh, Paula Abdul did the choreography for this movie. Um, she also did choreography for some of the other movies that we've seen or will be seeing, The Running Man, Big, and Coming to America. Um, the So here was one that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, Patrick Dempsey, obviously the main actor in this movie, was 20 years old when they made this movie. Uh, Amanda Peterson was only 15 years old when they made this movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. which is which is a little strange because normally you get actors playing parts that you know they're much older than the part that they're playing mm-hmm. usually tends to be that you have like you know if michael j fox is playing a you know a high school junior or senior he's probably 25 years old or right. you know you know sometimes well i think of like the actor who um i used to watch smallville the actor who played Clark kent mm-hmm was playing a high school freshman and he was really 25 years old. Right. So you usually think of actors going the other way, but apparently she was 15 playing a high school senior and he was 20 playing a high school senior. Um, I figured you would appreciate this one. Patrick Dempsey is a, a car collector and a race driver. And apparently just like his character who was saving up for a telescope, he used all of his pay from this movie to buy his first car, a 1963 Porsche five, uh, 356 convertible. Hmm. Well, at he has good taste. I know he 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 does. Go. He's got this documentary running. I think on, uh, you know, because he, he entered a car at Lamar. I don't know, but yeah, I know he's. Uh, I know he does race. Okay, I didn't did not know that about him. Um, let's see. The original title for this movie was Boy Rents Girl. Does that sound awkward? Um, let's see. The airplane. Oh, the one of the cool parts of the movie that I thought was that airplane graveyard. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, so apparently that's outside of, I don't know if it's still there, but it's outside of uh, Tucson, Arizona. It's the, uh, it is right outside of davis Monthan Air Force Base in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie was remade in 2003 as a movie called Love Don't Cost a Thing. So that is, uh, that's the background I got for this one. So let's just jump right on into it. Is this the first time you've seen this one? Yes. Okay. All right, and uh, what are your what are your initial reactions? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I can kind of tell yeah. where. Yeah. So I just don't want to be the broken record, and I feel really bad doing it because I think that like the last couple of months, well, no, because I mean I, I talked about um, you know Wall Street and that. I, I just don't think this is my kind of movie, and I I realized that within the first four or five minutes i'm just like okay yeah this is this is this is gonna be you're not uh, uh, you're i mean you're not a fan of the angsty teen movies that's no i really i never you know i not when i was a teenager not now i was was gonna ask were you ever an angsty teen i guess i don't know jeez i mean it was you know there was awkward stuff there was fun stuff there was I don't know. I don't know how to, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But here's the thing yeah. though. So I, I got through the movie and then I remember talking to you and I'm, and coming to you and just saying, John, I feel really bad. This podcast, I'm just going to be like, dude, this isn't my movie. And you're like, okay, well you got to think of it. Then we got to, you know, break you out of just doing this. What would you do differently? And so I've really been thinking about the movie and I, I, I want to say that, okay, there were a lot of really cool, things in it. There was a lot of potential. There was a lot of um, really good ideas. I mean, I like the idea of, you know, this guy trying to work his way into the cool kids. And I think that, um, you know, the way that he went about it was kind of like lame brain Hollywood stuff. But I think it was cool that, you know, he worked his way in. And then all of a sudden, you know, he became cool and everyone tried to copy his style. And I think, I think if they would have explored that a little bit more and, and been like, okay, well, this is what happens, you know, this is, this is, 
there really is no magic to what makes kids cool or not. It's basically just, you know, who they decide to follow kind of thing. Um, I think it's Dennis that always says, you know, you, you get a Tommy Hilfiger ad with people walking around in socks and sandals. Suddenly, everyone's going to want to wear socks and sandals. It's not like that's any better than socks without sandals. You know, it's just that it's it's just what are they telling us is cool. And so it, I think it kind of explored that a little bit. Um, and I think if they would have gone deeper, that that would have made for a little bit more of a compelling movie. Like, you know, he, he watches the, you know, the exchange student hour or whatever that show was and get, picks up the dance and then suddenly sells it and everyone thinks that's pretty cool. You know, he's all embarrassed about the family station wagon and then the guys are like, well, I don't know. I think this could be pretty cool. So I thought that was neat. Um, I thought it was cool. And at the end, and he's standing up for his buddy, he gets in that guy's face and he just says, you know, in sixth grade, we were all friends. I mean, you got injured and we carried you to the hospital and you were crying. So what changed? How come all of a sudden we're just not cool enough anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think like if, if they would have explored that a little bit more. Okay, that's a compelling thought. I mean, you know. Let's get to the core of, you know, that whole cool thing that you get in junior high and and high school and and all that. You know, I mean, it's let's let's explore that a little bit more. Yeah, but they 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 didn't. And then then, you know, so I kind of see where was it Siskel that said this movie is trying to be popular or something? Or was that Ebert? Which guy? No, that was was uh, that was a different that was a different critic. Oh, that was a different. Okay. Well, uh, James from the New York times. Okay. I, uh, but yeah, I, I get, I get what he's saying because it, it did it. You know, there were two ideas that I found really compelling and like, okay, that would have been cool if they would have explored that angle, but they didn't. And then, you know, I thought it was yeah. cool that, you know, she ends up falling for him. And I thought, okay, well, yeah. you know, even if we're not, okay, maybe this movie's going to be a lighter kind of popcorn Friday night flick. Okay, I can't expect it to get into the social depth of like, you know, a breakfast club or something like that. So, okay, here's these cool. The girl starts falling for him. You know, they, they staged that breakup and he gets into it and she's just like, wow, this, this kind of sucked. Uh, okay, they try to go their ways, but then she tries to be friends with him again. Hey, let's go back to the plain graveyard. I've got a new poem. I've got this. I've got that. I've got the other thing. And he's not even picking up on that. And it was just like, really you're going to write it that way that he just doesn't notice and he's so caught up in the popularity and then he's like an absolute jerk uh to his buddies like okay well i can understand that okay finally he's part of the clique and then he forgets about his friends i mean i could see that happening in real life but then he throws the bag of crap at the guy's door and it was like okay maybe he got sucked up into it and he felt conflicted about it and then his buddy was mad at him but then all of a sudden it was like all was forgiven because he stood up for him that one instant. So they, ne- they, they never really work that through. They never have that moment of, I got caught up in this. I, I feel awful. I, you know, they never explore that. So again, you have all these great ideas and avenues that you could go down to make this movie you know, beyond mediocre, and they don't do it. They just go for kind of the cheap thrills with a question mark they just go for the cheap you know okay they ride off into the sunset ha 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 but they don't explore any of the ways that to get there and so you know my initial gut reaction was yeah i just don't like watching stuff like this i just i just don't get it and then after giving it some thought and saying okay well what would i do differently the three or four ideas in there that could have been really worth and 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 exploring and 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 writing a story about they don't. They just kind of throw it in there, and then they're on to the next thing. So those are my thoughts a little bit more than just the, the, the guttural grunting that you got the morning after I saw the movie. Hello? 
still there? I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, my computer just everything all of a sudden switched off. So. Oh. Are you are you back now? Are you good? I am back now. So I'm gonna really hope that everything we've already recorded is still there. Okay. Uh, it is not on my computer, but the Google Hangout. Did it ever log you out of the Google Hangout? I no. I was here. I was here by myself. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that that should be okay then, because the Google Hangout that's kind of our backup because it records. Okay. It records all that for us. So if anything ever happens to the audio on the computer, then I should be able to go back and. Got it. Use the Google Got Hangout it. audio. I've been here falling for like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let me try like 30 minutes. Okay. I'm just going to hit record on GarageBand and yeah, because none of that saved on GarageBand. All right. We're just going to hit record and just keep going. For the sake of the conversation, did you, uh, did I complete my thought or should I like wrap it up or? Mm, no, you're starting to cut out a little bit. I can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Is it, are you good? Are you reading me a uh, five by five? Uh, five by five. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. So for the sake, okay. So for the sake of, okay. Okay. Go ahead. So I was just going to say, I know, you know, so does that, is that kind of coherent just beyond me? Like the morning after seeing the movie, just going, I, I think I've, I've had time to kind of clarify my thoughts a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, in this movie, I, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't remember if I've watched the movie all the way through, but I mean, I, I know I'd seen the beginning and I'd seen some stuff in the middle and I'd seen the end of it, but I don't know that I had ever sat down and just watched the whole thing from beginning to end. Yeah. And I wanted to be careful, you know, we've talked about this before, coming to a coming to a movie that's 30 years old with, with 2017 sensibilities. Um, you know, watching this, watching this now, I, I I threw that in as a little joke in my in my 30 second summary. But it was like, you know, this this movie is like the high school version of prostitution. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't think I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um I, I get that it's, you know, it, it, it really feels, it feels a little bit like a John Hughes movie. If John Hughes was just, you know, John Hughes, but less quality, you know, so one yeah. of those like teen movies that's, it's trying to be like a John Hughes type movie. You know, it's trying to be a, um, you know, uh, some kind of wonderful or something like that, but it just, it just doesn't, just doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole idea, it maybe, well, it, it probably didn't bother anybody, but it, it maybe it probably didn't bother anybody in the, in the eighties, the idea that, oh yeah, you know, this, he, he saved up for a telescope and now he's going to use that money and he's going to, you know, trade this deal where she's going to date him for a month in exchange for money. And I'm like, I, you know, maybe if this was 1987, I, I wouldn't, I, I, that wouldn't have, uh, that would have hit me the wrong way, the way it did watching it in 2017. But, um, you know, I just, just something about that. I think it was my more modern sensibilities that said, "Ee, that's, um, that movie definitely would not get made today. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that movie might get made today. You know, I, there might, put a bit of a twist on it, but I don't know. I just, there was just something about it that it just didn't. So on it's, on it's just the premise of it was like too much for you. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, the first time I would have watched parts of this, that part wouldn't have bothered me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, so I definitely know that that's more of a modern, that's more of a modern sensibility or, or it's just more of a, you know, as I've learned things and maybe, you know, adjusted some of my opinions on things and uh, stuff like that. Um, you know, it just, it, it probably bothers me a little bit more than it definitely would have years ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
And it just, yeah, I mean, it just is, it, it was trying very hard. It felt like it was trying very hard to be a John Hughes type movie. And it just was not, it was just wasn't hitting the mark. Um, yeah. I didn't, I think, I, I felt like I had at least positive memories of when I had seen this movie before, but watching it this time, I'm like, you know what? I don't really like any of these characters. Yeah. No, no one here to me is likable. Like I don't like yeah, I did, um, the Cindy character. She's not likable. You know, there's, there's plenty of things about her that are not likable. Um, you know, you're, you're supposed to side with the main character. You're supposed to side with Ronald, but then he has several jerk moves that he makes over the course of this movie, not the least of which is when, um, you know, he's, he's with that other girl at the party and he's reciting the poetry that Cindy wrote mm-hmm. that, that she had read to him, that she had never shared that with anybody else. She shared it with him. And then when he gets popular, he turns around and uses that as like a pickup line. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. That's just, that's cold. That's not cool. Yeah. So, and, and I know that, you know, for the rest of the movie, then they, that whole scene at the end where he defends the other nerd against the, the jock and um, you know, that's supposed to redeem him to everybody. And I, I don't know, it just, it, it felt kind of half-hearted. Yeah. And it just, it didn't, uh, as you like to say, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and those scenes could have been really good scenes if they would have focused on those and done them more in depth, but instead they just focused on making him a jerk and just, you know, just some really, and like you said, I mean, the whole, you know, the the high school equivalent of, equivalent of you know, prostitution and, and all that, they focus on all this stuff, some, some just really bad stuff. You know, man, they're jerks. Man, that's just wrong. And they yeah. just throw it in there, but it's all just like <laughs> popcorn kind of, you know, no big deal, just fluff. And it, right. so the whole thing was just. Well, yeah, and it, it might've been a little bit more interesting to me. Yeah. It might've been a little bit more interesting to me if, if it wasn't so one-sided, it was just all about him getting popularity and mm-hmm. she didn't really, I didn't feel like she came into his world very much. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, what, what would actually be, if you were going to make this movie today, I was trying to think about that too. I'm like, okay, so if you took this movie, if you made this movie today, um, how could you change up? the story so that this would work better for today. And one thing that I thought um, could be kind of interesting, there is a collection of short stories that I bought uh, maybe a couple years ago, and it's called Geek-tastic, mm-hmm. uh stories from the nerd herd. And so it's all these, uh, all these short stories about nerdy things. So yeah. uh, short stories about um, there's a short story about it. It's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet type love story that takes place at a comic book convention where it's someone who is at the convention dressed as a Jedi and ends up falling in love with somebody dressed as a Klingon. Okay. A star Wars fan and star Trek fan. They're not supposed to like each other and yet they fall in love and, and all of their friends don't understand because they're opposing sides to this argument of uh, star Wars versus star Trek. And so just little stories like that. Well, there's one story that is called, I think the author's name is Tracy Lynn and it's called one of us. And the idea of this story is you've got this group of kind of nerdy friends. Um, they're a little bit like they're older. They're like in high school, but they, they, the conversations sound a lot like when you've got the kids from stranger things talking to each other. Um, okay. you know, they talk about dungeons and dragons. They'll talk about star Trek and star Wars and, and all this other stuff. And, uh, the idea is it's, I think she's like the head cheerleader, um, you know, most popular girl in school, head cheerleader. She, um, is dating the, I don't know if he's the the high school, you know, quarterback or, or whatever he is, but he's like the most popular guy in school, but he also happens to be kind of a nerd. Mm-hmm. He likes really geeky stuff. You know, she, she's the head cheerleader. He's the head football, you know, he's the, he's the quarterback for the football team, but he likes things like star Wars and doctor who and, you know, X files and and things like that. So what she does is, and I don't remember if she pays them. I think she pays them, but she goes to like this group of nerds from the school and she's like, you know what? I, I really want to, I really want to get to know my boyfriend better. And I don't understand all this nerd stuff. So I want to impress him by, 
you know, my end goal is I want to take him to this big comic book convention that's happening in a few months. So I want you all to tutor me in the ways of being a nerd. Mm -hmm. And so the, the story goes like, she'll meet up with, she'll meet up with each of these people. And like each day of the week is a different thing. Like one day is Lord of the Rings. And one day is Dr. Who. And another day they're teaching her how to speak Klingon. And then right. they're, te they're playing Dungeons and Dragons another day. And, and so the short story is she, as a popular person, is, you know, she has a reason why she wants to interact with these people that she'd never interact with. And I felt like that would be a better, that, I ha that to me has a better foundation to make a good movie than this mm -hmm. movie had. Yeah. Like, well, I would be much more entertained watching a movie like that. Maybe now, especially today, th thinking that the whole idea of, I, I think it's just because she's, he's giving her money in exchange for dating. Yeah. Yeah. If it was something else, like if, if he was, I don't know if, if he was trying to, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I can't quite figure it out in my head, but I, I think it's just something about him paying her to be his pretend girlfriend for a month. Mm -hmm. That just kind of rubs me the wrong way. But the whole idea of this other story, this short story that I read where there's not even necessarily a, a, a love story component involved. It's, you know, this cheerleader is willing to engage in all this nerd stuff. She's willing to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's a clicky thing. I feel like that would be a more interesting story to me than, than what this one became. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the thing is too, I just think that, um, you know, you start making these movies and I think the message should be, Everybody does their own thing, man. And some things might overlap, but, you know, respect, respect if people do things differently. I mean, and that's kind of like, I think that's why I don't like these, this teen movie crap. And I actually like, you know, movies about <laughs> maybe the, the Star Wars and movies about, you know, adventure and movies about, because it's like each character has, you know, it's, it's, or you look at like a heist movie. Let me put it that way. Each character has its strength, right? This person's good at this. This person's good at this. This person's like, it's not like you have this homogenous group of people that are all the same. Like everyone's got their own skill, their right. own thing that makes them unique, you know? And this just reinforces the, the you know, the old paradigm of, um, well, we all have to blend in. We all have to, you know, match in with things. And, and whereas like a movie like the breakfast club really starts to explore, well, why, or, you know, we're all so different, but how are we different? Well, we're different with clicks and why yeah. is that stressful? Well, we're trying to, you know, it gets into all these different layers. Well, we're different from each other, but we're trying to be the same as everyone else in our click and yeah. you know, all that, this movie doesn't do it. This movie just kind of celebrates well, and this that that reviewer had it right. This movie just wants to be popular. This just wants to. This, you this know. movie celebrates. This movie celebrates selfishness. Yeah, and and it's like they they don't they don't they don't show that aspect of hey, just respect people for who they are. Right. You know. I'm and glad that you, I'm like glad that you brought up Breakfast Club because I wasn't even thinking about that one. But yeah, Breakfast Club is is kind of the opposite of this movie. Right that it's very much a, a heartfelt we're all part of different groups, but we're still high school kids. And we're, you know, my problems that I'm dealing with in the jock group are really not all that different from the problems that you're dealing with in the popular kids group, from the stoners group, from, yeah. the, you know, our, we, our problems might present in slightly different ways, but they're really with you. We really dig down to it. It's really the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think movies should be showing now there's always going to be clicks and there's going to be people that, and, and part of that's just groups of friends. I mean, you're not going to be, you're not going to have everybody in a class friends with each other. Right. So there's always going to be groups of friends, but I think the message that should be going out is we need to tolerate each other and not leave, you know, people out on the fringe. And, you know, if someone's not going to tolerate you for who you are, then you punch them square in the mouth. And anybody that says that I'm looking back on this, well, you're looking back on this like it's 2017 and you can't, you know, well, 
then you're getting punched in the mouth too. Because I mean, it's like, that's what you call progress. And so when you look back at a movie like this, the whole bullying thing, I mean, we've made so many strides since then that schools are talking about bullying. There's programs for bullying. We don't want our kids to be bullied. Parents need to be involved. No, they're not just kids being kids. They're, you know, that when you see a movie like this, that is just kind of celebrating it and cheapening it for, I don't know what purpose. That's kind of like just eh, it's a crap movie. Yeah. As opposed to a movie that I don't want to say it was ahead of its time, but a movie that maybe was pointing the way towards where we are right now, like the breakfast club or like some kind of wonderful or, those movies that are so well done because it's saying, Hey, this is what is right now, but this isn't right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Those movies are important. This, I don't know. And it wasn't even, and you can't even call it like a fun romp, you know, through, I mean, look at dazed and confused. I mean, I don't know what the social message was in dazed and confused, but it yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't trying to take those big issues on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it wasn't trying to take those big issues on. So it was just fun, fantasy, mindless, okay, yeah, good one-liners. This tried to take those issues on, but it did it kind of in a cheap way. So almost like uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about uh, Thor, Ragnarok, and we're going to pause for spoiler alerts yeah okay there we go and you were saying like you know some of the humor it came in in spots where yeah that's not a spot you put humor in that's kind of what i feel like with this movie okay well you're putting forth these these issues that are that are big issues maybe don't put cheap little humor light fluff kind of stuff in around that yeah maybe maybe not so yeah well so i think the i think kind of the consensus on this one was i probably pass on this one yeah yeah Yeah. i was when i was kind of taking notes for this podcast i was uh working on some stuff and and uh you know the the kids came by and saw me typing on the computer they're like oh what is that movie i said oh it's called can't buy me love can we see that one i said well no not really (laughs) Yeah. They're like, well, what's it about? And I, so I kind of described what it was about. And they're like, oh, well, that doesn't seem right. I'm like, okay, thank you. If a seven and a 10-year-old can look at the premise of a movie and be like, yeah, that doesn't seem like a good idea. First of all, John's response was, well, I would have just bought the telescope. It's her fault. She got something spilled on the shirt. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay, movie's over. Because <laughs> he's going for yeah. the telescope. But um, yeah, I'm like, when a seven and a 10-year-old can look at that and be like, yeah, I don't think that sounds like a good idea. So right. they, they had asked me, they're like, is this one that we can watch? And I said, mm, no. Uh, and even if you could, there's a lot of better movies out there. So we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about this one. I will I will find you a better movie that we can watch and, and it won't be this one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so this one, I, I, mean, I, I mean and I know there's people out there that love this movie because I was looking at some stuff online earlier and, and some people were commenting and saying, you know, this is one of my favorite movies ever and I love this movie and grew up watching it in the eighties and and, uh, you know, just, it's great movie and, and that's cool. That's fine. But just, I, for me, this, this one's going to be a big old pass. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because it's a great Beatles song. Yeah, it is a great Beatles song. There was good music in there. Yeah. But it's, I just go back to the, we, we need to get, we need to be in the business of tolerating people, you know, for who they are. And, yeah. and we need to be going towards movies and all that, that, that showcase that. And if you're, and, and if you want to showcase, Oh, well, that's not real life. Okay. That's fine. Because, you know, I know movies just do such a wonderful job of portraying real life, but if that's not real life, then do it justice and show, you know, a movie with consequences, show a movie when these things happen and make the characters more than just two dimensional. And well, and, and and really and really, Pat, without going into too much detail, because I know that that's a totally different podcast. It's 2017. Do we need to showcase selfishness any more than we already have? No, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about Can't Buy Me Love? Nothing good. No? (laughs) (laughs) No. Not unless you want me to go like full on negative here. And yeah, yeah. no, so I, I think that's, that's probably gonna do it for our, I uh, can't buy me love. If you, if you totally disagree with us, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Like, Why don't you come on? I would love studio. to hear. Absolutely. Let's go out back and discuss I would, it. I mean, yeah. There we go. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> we're not eager. You try, are you threatening to beat up the listeners? I don't want to beat up the listeners. Okay. All right. Because, well, actually, if if you want to, if somebody wants to donate to the show to help us cover the cost of running the show, we could make that like one of the one of the prize levels. Is if you donate to the show, then you and Pat can start a fight club. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be some dude that like you know he's like some MMA guy is gonna come walk right. or some MMA gal is gonna come walking in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, guys, this was a bad idea. I'll do. I'll give you fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> well, you know, if it was something like Gina Carano, it might be kind of worth to get beaten up by her. I'm just saying. But, okay. Uh, All right. well, well, Gina, if you're if you're listening, uh, quit mowing your lawn. And um, uh, we're big fans. If you're listening, is, uh, we're big fans. We're huge that's fans. Willing to fight you at any point in time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, then, in that case, I think we're probably pretty good with this movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, in all sincerity, if you like this movie, if you're listening to this and you're like, you guys are totally yeah. this is a great movie. I love this movie. You are, you guys are totally getting the message of this movie wrong. I would love to hear from you. So please, 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 please. Um, or if you have a friend that like, no, wait, that's their favorite movie. These guys are totally bad mouthing their favorite movie. I would love to hear from you because this is just our opinion. So if you've got a totally different take on this movie, if you feel like we are totally missing the point of this movie, then let us know. Cause we want to hear. Um, so I give you our, our voicemail line. Cause we'd love to hear from you since this is an audio medium. Uh, audio is always good. Uh, mm-hmm. our voicemail line is eight, seven, two, three, five movie. That's eight seven two three five six six eight four three. So if you want to call in, that's our voicemail line. You can also find that number on our website, 30podcast.com. We've got all the other different ways you can get in touch with us too. They are all when I say 30 podcasts, they are all three zero and the word podcast. So 30 podcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram as 30 podcast, Facebook.com slash 30 podcast. We're on Twitter at 30 podcast. Um Oh, we're, we're probably in a couple other places that I can't even think of right now, but uh, we're all over the place. So um, you can also find us on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play Podcasts, and you can subscribe and leave us reviews on iTunes as well. Um, mm-hmm. but those are kind of all the places to find us. You can find all that stuff, again, through our website, 30podcast.com. Uh, coming up next time, we've got, actually, our next episode will most likely be Justice League. Woo-hoo! Woo! looking forward to talking about that one uh by the time this episode comes out we will have already seen it so uh we'll just say that in one of our next uh our next episode should be the justice league episode so that should be coming out very very soon next week um in the meantime if you want to kind of get ahead on the ones that we're going to be looking at for december we're going to be doing fatal attraction the disaster artist Ernest goes to camp throw mama from the train and finishing up with star wars the last jedi so that will round out the 1987 2017 year for us. And then uh, coming up very, very soon, we're going to be starting in on the 1988 movies. So uh, I know that all I'm going to say right now is January is animation month oh. and it is outstanding. Oh, have you, did I send you that list yet? I don't know if I have the list. Uh, I'm going to have to send you the list. John, have we seen justice league at this point? Uh, we will have seen justice league at this point. Oh man. I just wasn't, wasn't it outstanding. It, you know what? I just can't wait to believe how awesome that movie was. <laughs> I, you're going to get me confused again. <laughs> I don't even know. What's the, what's the, what's on the animation list? I don't, I don't Now I'm just thinking like, what was it that I really loved about justice league that I haven't seen that I've seen yet? Wait a minute. Did when I will see? then be now? Yeah, I know. No. Um, okay. So, all right. So here we can, uh, we can kind of jump into 1988. I'll, I'll give you the January movies. Cause beyond January, nothing's necessarily set in stone yet, but, uh, okay. 
Um, but uh, we'll at least take it. Well, actually, a lot of it looks like it might be set in stone, but we'll see. Um, all right. So January is the Am Animation Domination Month. I kind of stole that from Fox. Whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Animation what? Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Not that kind animation of podcast. No, no, no. Not that. Um, okay. All right. So we got January. We've got uh, My Neighbor Totoro. All right. Which I will say I have still not seen. I it's a new new material new material for Pat. Okay, all right. I have not seen. I'm I'm sad to say I haven't seen that one yet. I want to see that, uh, but and I want to show the kids that. And we've actually got a, some family uh, friends who like they absolutely that's one of their favorite movies, and they keep saying, "Have you ever seen this? Have you seen Totoro? We need to show you Totoro." I'm like, I need to watch it. Cool. So totally fine with me. Um, okay, now here are you sitting down for the rest of this the rest of January? I'm I am sitting down. Okay, Akira. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. And you know what? I'm just going to go on the record as saying I saw the uh, Ready Player One preview again the other day. And yeah. I think I think one of the motorcycles that was in the one uh, race scene, I saw the light cycle from Tron. I think I saw the motorcycle from Akira in there, too. I, I think so. Yeah, I need to go back and watch oh, that again. Oh. I think so. Yeah. Dang. Uh, it's, been a while. it's been a while since I've seen Akira. But oh. yeah, I remember watching that in middle school. And that was that was eye opening. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. So we got my neighbor Tutoro. We've got Akira. Okay. We've got Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, oh there we go. Uh, we've got Oliver and Company, which I don't think I've seen since 1988. Uh, it's been a while. But good music. And we've got The Land Before Time. Oh, cool. So all good stuff. All good stuff. And some you can even show your kids. Yes. I yes, definitely, yes, yes. My, neighbor, my neighbor Totoro, Oliver and Company, Land Before Time, you could definitely show the kids. Uh, my kids, I think, are old enough to do Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm -hmm. I think they would, they would really like that one because, I mean, I, I would have seen it when it came out in the theaters in 88. So I would have been eight years old, and that's how old, that's basically how old Nora is. She's seven. Yeah. And John's 10. Movie, so, that you know. movie freaked the heck out of me. Did it really? Dude, that well, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. That. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Christopher Lloyd was a little was a little scary. So yeah, uh, but definitely Akira. Yeah. Don't show that to the kids. Nope, nope. I think we're gonna wait till they're like thirty eight to see that movie. Yep, yep. So if if anybody's listening and you're like, oh, cartoons, <laughs> January, that's great. We'll watch it with the kids. Don't watch Akira. With <laughs> movie. No, don't ever do it. Don't go near there. Don't go near the river. Stay away from there. <laughs> you can't even say I'm not gonna. Go. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, that's January. So that'll be January, and then beyond that, um, Enero oh, is bueno. Enero is bueno. This is, and see, then I then I start to look further into the 1988 year, and I'm like, I'm looking at March, and March has big, oh, <laughs> Willow, oh boy, and twins. Oh my gosh. And and March is also when Ready Player One comes out. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! So I, I know what we're doing on spring break. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, and then then I went and looked at uh, May, and May has Avengers: Infinity War. Oh boy! Uh, and Star Wars: Han Solo. Oh boy! That's going to be a busy month. That's going to be a really busy month. I need to just stop looking at this because then I looked at June and tentatively for June, we've got the great outdoors. Oh, jeez! We've got Deadpool two. We've got coming to America and we've got Beetlejuice. All right. Well that, um, yeah, that's, uh, I don't even know what else to say about 1988. This is the best year ever. And then I look at the next year. I'm like, Oh, that year is also the best year ever. Yes. They're equal best years ever. Yeah. You I, don't just, have I know to be... that we're only like two years away from you getting to Batman finally. So I know Batman's 89, right? Batman's 89. Yeah. Batman's 89. And then so. backdraft is going to be in a, just a couple of years, right? Backdraft's 91, so, 92, 91. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. That's their dragon, the Bruce Lee story. That's got to be coming up. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're years. getting very close. When when we get to ninety one, we're getting very close because that's that's like uh, the Rocketeer and mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yep. All right. Well, if you, I mean, you've heard some of the ones we're doing next year for our 1988 stuff. If you've got 1988 movies that you would like to share that you think, no, these guys absolutely need to, to cover this one on the show, please let us know. Get in touch with us. Any of those ways we listed earlier, let us know because we would love to take a look at it, even if it's one that's like, you know, nobody's ever heard of before. If it's a 1988 movie and you're like, I love this movie, but no one else has ever seen it. I might even be just as interested to see that as I am some of these others that I know that I love. Um, right. Cause I'm, I'm always to find new things that I've never seen before. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this time around. So, uh, again, next time we are going to be our show next time. We'll be on justice league, the 2017 justice league. Um, so we'll be talking that one and hopefully we'll be able to get a whole bunch of the guys together. Cause we should have been able to see that by, uh, by that point. Um, so yeah, so that'll be our next episode that'll come out in the meantime. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Pat, for being here. Thank you very much, John. Thanks for hosting. And right. uh, it was a it was it was a good night of <laughs> ranting against. The, this was like the antithesis of 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 the typical like movies of. Dude, this is just so awesome. We don't know what to say. Now it's just yeah. like, okay, we didn't like the premise of this movie so much. Yeah. We just don't even know where to begin. Yeah, that's fine. That's that happens. So. All right. Well, until we see you all next time, uh, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. And we will see you all back here next time for Justice League. All right. Got a, got a-